we're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I get scared when you do that. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're fine. <laughs> hey, bitch chatters. I'm Nat. And I'm Kat. And welcome to the crime chat. I am your forensic femme fatale. And Natalie is your true crime connoisseur from Germany. Yes, you are from Germany well, right now. I am. Crime chat on location. Yeah, and I love your pigtail. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So we're just two girls who are here to tell you that the struggle is real. I nicknamed my struggle Carl. And uh, <laughs> Carl. Carl is the type of guy that looms over you when you want to have a midnight snack or, yeah. you know, helps me have like an existential crisis over my own existence. But he also is a VIP chatter and he also enjoys sussing about dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. So, uh, well, Carl is begrudgingly welcomed. <laughs> yeah. Here's your disclaimer, chatters. The following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of not quite potentially, but very violent scenarios today. So your listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And before we get today's crime chat, Kat, hello from Germany. What's going on in Germany, Guten Tag. <laughs> I'm just uh, on location, you know, doing a little work trip. And the crime chat doesn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. No, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> we keep it rolling. So mm -hmm. I've got my I've got my beer and I say Prost to my uh, friends and to our German chatters, if we have any German chatters out there. And let me tell you, okay, so last night I was having a conversation with some of the other people that are out here with me helping support this exercise that we're doing. And I just started talking, you know, the podcast came up. I started talking about Crime Chat and what it is and people start picking up their phones and they start looking at it. I'm passing out the, the little stickers and everything. Doing mm -hmm. a little advertisement. Girl, we talked about an extra hour just about like true crime stories and we mentioned we talked about Marilyn Monroe we talked about Al Capone we mm. talked about um I mentioned the killer cop one and then we started talking about and this could be something that we could maybe do in the future we started talking about um money in the penal system to keep like serial killers life people who have serving life in the penitentiary especially at the federal like maximum prison level yeah. did you know it's like a hundred thousand dollars um up to a hundred thousand dollars per year per person and if you have hundreds or thousands of people who are in jail for life that is insane wow. like that is so much of the taxpayers money we talked a little bit too about um you know the penal system in one of our previous episodes and uh, posthumous pardons sorry posthumous pardons where people were and that's where the and I, you know, and that's where the judicial system, I think, is doing its justice, is kind of fully evaluating and appealing that. But when you know somebody like Gerard Schaefer uh -huh. had, I mean, just mutilated these girls, yeah. you know, life, life in prison. I don't know. It, 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 then we talk about, you know, humane treatment and we talk to, you know, we talk about just uh, so much other politics come into play and congressional mm -hmm. thing. It's just like, oh, wow. But it, it, the topic came up and we just started talking about a whole bunch of different things. We have a lot of chatters out there. And that is a good subject. We really need to hit maybe a touchy subject because a lot of people have Very their own touchy. opinions about yeah, what should yeah. come next. But uh, yeah, that's that would be good. Ooh. So have yeah. you done anything else? This week, besides fly across the oh, country. Oh, I, well, before that, I was in Honduras for vacation. So I literally, right. we went diving. I went diving with sharks. Ooh, do you have 
you have pictures and everything of that, right? Yes, I have pictures. I also okay. have pictures. So where my little hotel is, I'll post some pictures like, you know, cats vacay, cats on location, you know, kind of thing. I'll, I'll put some pictures on Patreon. But the shark dive that we did, they were Caribbean reef sharks and probably about eight foot was probably one of the biggest. But I mean, they were in touching, touching distance. I just didn't want to reach out and touch them because I didn't want them to think I was feeding them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so it, but it was just, it was amazing. People are like, oh my gosh, how can you do that and it, but for me I don't know why I was just like it was very serene it was very peaceful just to see it for whatever reason and I I was going to be either one way or the other I was going to be like sucking my air so much that I was, you know, I would have ran low or mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize how peaceful it would be for me. So call me a little crazy. But hey, if we're talking about serial killers all the time. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh. Yeah. Honduras was amazing. I got home. I was home for less than 12 hours, turned around and came out to Germany. <laughs> so what about you? So I have been working a lot. And also I saw the movie. Um, nope. I, oh, how was that? I will say, nope, it wasn't very good. Nope. 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 I won't say it again. Yeah. The story was just a little disconnected. I think it had, the cast was amazing. They did have a really compelling story in the middle of it, but that story was a side story. The the way they came at the alien was really interesting. And I just feel like the character arc was a little disconnected on some people. So you didn't know where they were coming from and you're already two hours into the movie, but. Yeah. Well, that's a little disheartening because I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. So, I know. Anything else? Else? Uh, we, not- we have to. We we are literally chatters. We are catching up at this point. <laughs> Matt and Kat are really catching up live here. So yeah. <laughs> I did tell you I had another theory on Stranger Things. Yeah. Besides my original theory that one is Eleven's father. What right? about what about this? Now this may piss you off, but think about it. What if the entire thing is is a game? What if at the end we have a scene cutting back to those four kids at the table going, "Oh, what a game!" It was all in their imagination. So my husband. Mm-hmm. has thought that like it's like he's like because that's how they started it right they started playing dun- dungeons and dragons and then and he's like you know what it's all about the game it's all about the game like bringing yeah. it back to the game yeah that would be freaking crazy it would piss people wow. off i think but it's a good it, it's yeah i think oh. it would I, don't know. I think it would well we've got to finish it so i asked him if he was he said he was gonna watch it while it's gone but he hasn't started watching it yet so Uh maybe we'll we'll pick it back up and get his final opinion on it you know Uh when i get back but well before we get into your story i wanted to talk about some of the craziest lengths that people will go to in the Uh name of beauty I guess we could say it's a bit of a crime in cosmetics. I found an article in Elle magazine on the most bizarre rituals from around the world that people would just go to to lengths, right? So, of course, we're going to start in Deutschland. We're going to see Germany. And Germany has a beer bath. I don't tub in my room, but I drink enough beer to fill up a bath. (laughs) (laughs) So celebrities like Catherine Zeta-Jones have long lathered up with beer for shinier tresses. But in Germany, you can take this at-home remedy to the next level, fortified brewer's yeast, two scoops of hops, uh, beer baths are offered at a handful of spas around here. Now, I haven't tested this theory where I'm at mm-hmm. yet because I've been working, so I haven't really had much time to kind of go out and about. But 
The bubbly, the warm, jacuzzi-like treatment is designed to soothe your skin. The B vitamins, biotin, protein <gasps> compounds in the beer are thought to cleanse and nourish the body. And as I put this together, I'm sipping on some Hepavicin. So for you listeners out there, the chatters, if you're not watching on the video, Kat's got some Hepavicin. So prost. Number two is England, bull sperm hair treatment. Now what? I lived in England for three years and I never heard of bull sperm hair treatment that but sounds Harry, oh. Harry Salon in London offers bull sperm conditioning treatment for troubled the troubled tresses like the hair mixed with katera root which is an Iranian plant and protein pack concoction it's believed that this real reinvigorate colored overprocessed or frizzy hair I don't care to test that try it out no thank you and (laughs) number three in Israel um how would you like to have a massage of snakes oh yeah no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. never either I'm reading this and I'm just like super Mm -hmm. creeped out like yeah snakes and spiders are like nope nope not doing it uh, but at Ad, uh, at Ada Barrack Spa in Telemai Alaser, Israel, slithering snakes are, are used to create a therapeutic massage. They are non-venomous, so chatters have no fear. Not convinced of the relaxation benefits? Reptiles roaming on your back? No, I'm not. But according to the proponents of the practice, larger snakes produce a calming, needing sensation, while smaller garden varieties provide a gentle caress. What? I still... No, it's like you're laying there and like these snakes are just like crawling and scratching. I'm, I, I, no, I would be like way too creeped out. I could, I would not be able to do it. No. no. Oh God. No. no. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you probably heard of the fish pedicure. I've seen this before too, mm-hmm. but in Turkey, number four, instead of like the pre-petty exfoliation procedure, they actually soak your feet in a tub of water with gara rufa fish, which is like a carp. It's a Turkish carp. Traditionally to treat conditions like psoriasis and eczema, they kind of nibble at the dead skin on your feet uh-huh. and they say the treatment is, might be a little fishy in addition to be a potential disease carriers the, these quote unquote doctor fish are actually no more effective than a loofah or like a puma stone so eh, eh. you know I probably would try this one yeah I think I would. Maybe, yeah. So I think, I want to say we were in Mexico once and they were doing that at like one of the, on the cruise when we stopped in Mexico. I want to say they right. had that as like in part of the port, like in all the little shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Japan, number five, has a bird dropping facial. <laughs> Offered in spas across the United States, facials with bird droppings originated in Japan centuries ago. Geisha and Kabuki actors would use famed nightingale droppings to remove their thick white makeup. Like, I mean, if you think of a geisha, right? Yeah. And the, the white, white, white skin, they would remove, they would use bird dropping, droppings to remove it. It's also thought to be an exfoliator. And additionally, the high nitrogen content of nightingale, nightingale droppings removes bacteria, dead skin cells from the dermis more gently than any acid peel. Wary of applying bird excrement to your face? Unlike uh-huh. Jap- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Japanese culture, today's nightingale facials are performed using sterilized powder form of the droppings. So they're like more of like a, in a powder form. So next time you go get a facial and they put the powder to exfoliate your skin, you might want to think twice about what might be in it. Oh my God. That, oh, because I do get yeah. facials often. Oh, okay. just saying. Just I, saying. I, mm, okay. Oh, all right. It's almost so, just so as bad. You're halfway through and I need a shower. I need, I, I, know. <laughs> I know, right? 
else. Oh my gosh. Okay, so number six, chili, and almost just as bad, snail secretions. Have you ever had escargot? I have. And I hated it because I couldn't get it through my head. I couldn't like wrap my head around what I was eating. Yeah. So when it was discovered that handlers in a Chilean snail farm had exceptionally smooth hands, the beauty industry noticed. In Chile, many believe that the small secretions, which um, they're released by the snails to kind of help protect repair and protect like their shell and their body whatever they're actually beneficial to human skin and as a result a variety of face creams containing this supposedly therapeutic fluid have become available and most notably being in bio skin cream i've heard of this one yeah i I don't know like expensive creams and stuff uh you've i'm you've probably heard of this one the cupping acupuncture Mm -hmm. so in china um so celebrities such as gwyneth paltrow created a buzz when she showed up in a an event with a backless dress and had these like particular circles up and down her spine it looked like they were bruises right but Mm -hmm. actually they were from the chinese form of cupping acupuncture and this is an adult procedure small glass or bamboo cups are lit and applied to the skin and they kind of seal as a vacuum as the cup cools in which they believe to stimulate blood flow balance inner energy and through the treatment though the, the treatment is actually painless they leave these dark red welts and it looks like bruising uh-huh i've, I've seen that, that before i've seen like the cupping you've yeah. gotten cupping uh-huh did, did it it didn't hurt not you don't even feel it not no. at all i mean you did feel it. like it, it's sucking your skin it just sucked in your skin but you, you ever yeah. see that that tiktok trick where people were trying to make their lips bigger and they were like doing with the cup and they were trying to like suck in the cup and then pop it off and their lips were huge it's like bringing no yeah the blood flow yeah Mm -hmm. pulling it towards i mean i don't know if i've seen the tiktok but i know what you're talking about yeah it does leave marks it does leave like little circles like little hickeys hickeys (laughs) there you go Okay, so number eight, Russia has what's called a Plaza treatment. Uh, It's offered in spas and bathhouses. The Plaza oak leaf procedure involves being beaten in a steam-filled room by olive oil-drenched oak leaves. I've seen this, like, in a movie. There's some movie I saw where somebody went to a spa treatment and they were being beat, like, with the oak leaves, but they're olive oil. But olive oil is really, really, really good for your skin, right? Mm -hmm. But the oak leaves contain natural astringent that opens the pores, removes toxins, and exfoliates exfoliates the dead skin. To finish the treatment and seal the benefits, a bucket of ice-cold water is then poured over you. I would think, you know, you're getting beaten and then you're getting frozen. Hey, but I guess if it's worth it, I don't know. (laughs) uh, Only in Russia. (laughs) I was going to say, and they're not gentle at all. Okay, number nine is Austria. You probably heard of the leech detox, right? Not the detox. I've heard of leeches being used for medical procedures, but that's it. Yeah, so the blood-sucking leeches are still used in Austria in spas. They even have a celebrity fan base. So Demi Moore, last March, uh, talked about her experience to help detoxify her blood, and she went on to describe how four leeches got drunk on her blood. They began at her belly button, I guess, and just kind of... uh, I don't know, they don't like hair, so they prefer like waxed or shaved areas. And apparently she plans to go back to get more blood-sucking leeches to help pull out the toxins. Oh my God, no, no thank you. Yeah. Not for me. Uh -uh. So I've never heard of this one. The next one is number 10 in the US, chocolate 
chocolate fondue wrap. Have you ever sounds, heard of a chocolate spa treatment? Sounds delicious. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, and the only thing I can, the only, okay, you know those like uh, empty Easter egg bunnies? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I imagine. Like you get like this chocolate, like just poured, it's hot and it's like being poured over you and then it solidifies and then you're just like breaking out of it. Like <laughs> that's what I picture, but like you have to eat your way out. <laughs> that's great. <Yeah>, that's great. <laughs> but what it is, is of course in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the hometown of the Hershey chocolate bar. The Hotel Hershey has a chocolate spa that entices visitors to use its chocolate fondue wrap based on the premise that the chocolate's vitamin and antioxidants are anti-agers which yes dark chocolate is really good for that right Uh the treatment involves being covered with a cocoa mud wrap so interesting and then the last one is is mexico it's number 11 cactus massage and tequila body scrub i'm in tequila (laughs) i mean obviously we think of tequila and cacti in mexico right but as a spa treatment incorporating these two entities may not seem very natural so the body massage and punta mita margarita offerings at mexico's four seasons restaurant says while the body massage involves being massaged with actual cactus the margarita body scrub is made from tequila salt and fresh lime juice the reasoning behind these two procedures nopal which is the cactus is thought Mm. to be healing and detoxifying while the sea salts of course you know impartial to minerals and the lime act act as a natural astringent let me spit that out a natural astringent and conditioner and the, the, the tequila kind of purifies everything there i mean there's a couple here i would do this one i would definitely do there's no yeah, creepy let's crawlers. go to mexico let's do it right let's go to mexico Mm -hmm. mexico here we come (laughs) (laughs) so that is um i got that from l magazine where it's like the most kind of bizarre beauty rituals but you know what i mean i'm not a creepy crawly fan but i can see past my you know subjectively i can see objectively i can see past the critters Listen, if somebody told you, I can wipe off 15 years right now if you just sit in this bathtub of roaches, what, what would you do? Um, but it's like fear factor. Do you remember fear yes. factor? Yes. So you had to actually do something, you had to eat something, and then you had, it was like three different things that you had to do. Mm-hmm. God. I don't know. That's a little crazy. I know. It is crazy. It's yeah. what, we, what we would do to for youth. And I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. I mean, and we've talked about it in the crime and cosmetics from, you know, centuries and centuries ago that uh-huh. in previous episodes, the pain that people would actually go through maintain beauty. And it was it was also what they were putting um, not just droppings. There was something that else that they were putting on their face. I don't remember. I think it was from the Aqua Tafana, Julia Tafana one, the little intro that you gave there. Was it poisonous? Was it like lead? Because I know like Queen Victoria, like lead. Yeah, that's right. Lead-based makeup. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So she she ended up dying from something like that, right? Like something from the makeup. But was that was that right? She definitely died from the makeup. I mean, mercury poisoning, lead poisoning. Yeah. There's so much there. Beauty, beauty. <laughs> People will do anything for beauty. Oh my lord! All right. Beauty so- is pain. Beauty is pain. Yep, that's why it has its own segment, Crime and Cosmetics. That's right. Uh-huh. Crime and Cosmetics. And stay tuned, Chatters. We may have some exciting news on the way for Crime and Cosmetics, but stay tuned. Yes. You have to stay tuned to find out. You have to. It's big. So, Kat, are you ready for my crime chat today? Yes, I'm so excited because this is a chatter request, a VIP chatter request. One of our youngest chatters, Sarah, 
and mm-hmm. maybe the youngest chatter, her brother Justice, <laughs> have requested, well, Sarah requested the story, and we were so excited. So huge shout out to Sarah out there. I know you're listening. Yes, thank you, Sarah. And okay, well, Sarah requested from us to do one of the stories that she's interested in, and that is Countess mm-hmm. Elizabeth Bathory. And we will be um, titling this episode Bloodbath. Because it was was a bloodbath. Thank you, Sarah, because I had no idea how dark this story was until I dove into it. I'm like, wow, this was a good one. How did we miss this? Thank you, Sarah. I know, right? (laughs) But that's what we need, you guys. Your chatters out there, keep keep the requests coming. Next week, we and I'll get into this, but next week we have another chatter request. Okay, good, good, good. Well, most serial killers recorded in history aren't half as bad as this one, Kat. Welcome to the stage. Oh, no. (laughs) The original OG, Elizabeth Uh, She stands out as as one of the most dangerous, sadistic, demented, powerful women of all time. You have to be really... okay. Yeah. Do I need to compartmentalize my view of her like half hero, half evil? I'll tell you you this right now. That was easy to do with Aquatafana, but she's no Aquatafana. If Aquatafana was a self-centered person and didn't help other people, like she didn't care about other people. It was all about her. Where Aquatafana was trying to help a girl out. Get out of a bad bad marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Sold into this marriage and her husband beats her and rapes her and all that stuff. And yeah, got it. Okay. So our bloodbath three is uh, out for herself. (laughs) Yeah, a little self-centered. The passing of the centuries has left us with an incomplete picture of the true nature of her crimes. What we do know is just horrific. And there is a twist at the end. So yeah, May, wait to the end, chatters, because there is a alternative twist that I found out. Mm. So Elizabeth Bathory was born August 7th, 1560 in the kingdom of Hungary. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Do you realize today is August 7th, the day that we're recording this? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, Dad. You just blew my mind. All right. Well, um, <laughs> happy birthday, Blood Bathory. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, she was born into one of the most predominant noble families in Central Europe. As a result, she was lavished with the best education. She learned how to speak Hungarian, Slavic, Greek, Latin, German. She definitely had a good education. Especially Elizabeth- in the 1500s. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, Elizabeth was a child with severe health problems. She was epileptic and she was prone to violent seizures. Historians have speculated that the parents were first cousins, so they're thinking that there could have been faulty oh, okay. DNA there. You know, um, incest. Yeah. It has been recorded that young Elizabeth was exposed to all sorts of horrific aristocratic behaviors as a child. She didn't have much sympathy for the less fortunate, let's just face it. Like, this is the way she was raised. Before she was 10, she began to laugh at other people's pain. So, for instance, when she was in, like, the village and somebody was being punished for, say, stealing or something, one of the things they did, which sounds barbaric, if you got caught stealing, in one of the villages by her, you were sewn into a horse's body. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you were you were literally sewn into a horse's body, like a stomach. They would kill a horse, cut 
it open, shove you in, sit you back up. That's that's an interesting punishment. But obviously she felt entitled if she found humor in this. Yeah, which I, I don't know. That punishment is very medieval and also it, it probably yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. it probably is influenced by uh in Greece they had that like uh, bronze bowl that they would put people in. Yes and yes. cook them. Yes. Oh, we should do one on torture, crime job. All right, we'll get there. Next wow. season. Next season. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so she would regularly witness her parents severely beating the servants. This was something that was just part of her upbringing to, you know, think that she's better than everybody else. Of course. Yeah. But unlike other girls in her noble lifestyle, she was not put off by violence at all. Like she, she found it enjoyable. In fact, she seemed drawn to it. And by age 10, she turned out to be this beautiful young lady. You know, everybody was trying to match her because back then you were, you wanted to stay noble. You had to get married within the noble family. Exactly. What you couldn't marry out. A clandestine marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So if you can't, no clandestine marriages. Yeah. If you were to marry outside of your class, essentially. Right. In secret. That Yeah. That was from the 19 crimes, clandestine. clandestine marriages yep so she quickly became engaged to a 15 year old hungarian count now i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna chop up some names here i'm gonna do my best (laughs) um his name is veronique nadasi Farinet? Yeah, Farinet Nadasi. 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 I wasn't completely off, so I'm happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm just guessing just as much as you. I'm just <laughs> Back then, as you can imagine, it was customary to marry noblemen with noblemen, the households and stuff like that to keep it pure and full of incest. From age 10 to 15, she moved in with her future husband's parents to their palace because now the mother-in-law wants to train her on the special countess duties. They Everybody had castles. The mother-in-law was like, if you're going to marry my son, you got to do this, this, and that. You know, the arranged marriages and they have to train him how to be the prim and proper and to be the right wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Legend has it, during this time, Elizabeth had an affair with a peasant boy and became mm. pregnant. Oh, it is said that her family immediately brought her back home for a couple of months for a vacation where she had the baby and then the family secretly gave the baby away to some peasants. Meanwhile, her future husband, he did find out what she had been done doing, okay? Yeah. And he located the poor peasant boy she had the affair with, castrated him, and then threw him to a pack of dogs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. It does. But I guess for a peasant to be sleeping with a noble, like, they're it's, immediately Yeah, shame wrong. on you, peasant. Yeah, shame on you. Okay. The two got married on May 8th, 1575. Uh, she was only 14 at the time, and he was 19. The wedding was an extravagant okay. affair. 4,000 people were in attendance, and it lasted about three days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and one of the things I found out since I've been here in Germany, so the man who owns the hotel slash restaurant that I'm mm-hmm. staying in. Mm-hmm. So he just got married last month and he said that it's a three-day affair here. Is it? So that's just yeah. maybe something that is more common in Europe and stuff. Europe okay. Maybe, yeah. I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> Why not? Well, like, the the first day they said is, like, like the kind of like the rehearsal dinner, which we kind of we kind of do the rehearsal dinner the night before. The second day is all court legal documents, but they do dress up and have uh-huh. a bit of a ceremony. And then the third day is the like party. I like that. Yeah. Where here you're kind of trying to get all that done before the party. Right. So during this time, her in-laws gifted her with her own castle. Oh. 
This just so happened to be, okay, so I'm gonna have to butcher this name too, so here we go. The Castle of Patchtis. Okay, It Got just it. Rem it reminds me, I wanna say the Castle of Patchtis. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was <laughs> this castle is known as one of the darkest, scariest castles in Hungary. It was a monstrosity built in the middle of the Slovakian countryside surrounded by villages and farmlands. So it was just, I mean, you could look at pictures. Yes, it sounds beautiful. And I've seen a lot of this, you know, the European countryside gorgeous. Where I'm staying is on a lake. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. They have a lot of those old castles that are just, they just takes you back in time. I wonder if yeah. this castle, you know what? We should do a crime chat and go to this castle. Okay. We'll Go bring Sarah with us. Come on, Sarah. <laughs> this castle would be the scene to many of her most horrific crimes. Marriage unified two very powerful families. So Elizabeth and Ferdinick were like the celebrity couple, but medieval times. So they were like the Bethifer. I was of... going to say the Ben and J-Lo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have to tell you, you mentioned Ben Affleck. We yeah. have a Ben Affleck lookalike, a James Franco lookalike, the guy who played with Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. And um, what was the other one? The other one, John Cena. There's like all these people here that look like freaking celebrities. It's amazing. What? Yeah. What? How, I'll be. Wait. Let me go. I'm a, we're gonna end this crime chat so I can get to Germany. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick back up at the airport. Okay. So for a few years, Elizabeth was busy overseeing the many estates that she controls mm -hmm. now. Her husband was off fighting the Ottoman War. He proved to be a great warrior and they called him the Black Knight of Hungary. I, I know, it sounds sexy, right? It sounds okay. sexy. And so Farinick. <laughs> he was known to be absolutely brutal in war and his nickname terrified his enemies. When like the Turks invaded Hungary in 1591 and this became known as the Long War, which lasted from 1593 yeah. to 1606, it really hurt the Hungarian economy. However, the a black knight, you know, you wanted him on your side. It didn't matter whether you're sure. on winning or losing side. Elizabeth never felt the pinch of the economy collapsing ever because her husband was fighting the Ottoman Empire and he was pillaging and taking whatever he wants and sending it over. It was a very, the Ottoman Empire was a very rich empire and he was just yeah. funneling all this stuff to Elizabeth and, sh and her job was just to keep it safe, keep it in the castles. Couple grew so wealthy because of what he was doing that they actually lent money to the Hungarian Empire to keep the country afloat. Oh, wow. Their own country was like, can you lend us a couple of bucks because, you know, your husband's <laughs> war is costing us everything. It's like asking Donald Trump to help us loan money to the government. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just It's just a... a what do they call that? A conflict of interest? Yeah, a <laughs> right. major conflict of interest, yeah. Major, oh. yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of goes to the, you know, in England, I'm thinking too, because they have their, their you know, the Queen of England, but then they uh -huh. also have the... Um, Prime Minister? Prime Minister, yeah. Church and state, separate. Keep it yeah. separate. <laughs> During this time, the countryside was just so desperate for work and money and food that she was able to start housing her employees 
they weren't employees they were slaves i mean they weren't getting paid sure yeah yeah they were basically seeking refuge and she gave them a roof over their head food and housing and something to do every day they contributed to the problem but yet they also were being complicit in the problem now the power couple didn't spend much time together as you can imagine he was off fighting war sure when they did get together they were bonded oh their love of violence and torturing young servants now, I'm not going to unload all the methods of torture, but one method of torture was they rolled up pieces of oiled paper, like you're rolling it, mm -hmm. like rolling a little cigarette. Yeah. And then I was going to say something else, but I'll, I'll, I'll I know, it. I know you were going to say something else. <laughs> we'll say cigarette. We'll say cigarette. And then they would place it between the toes of the servant girls and then light it on fire. It's such a weird thing to do. It's just like they're, the torture just because. Was just because, yeah, that somebody just got yeah. up and said, oh, let's do this to really mean thing to somebody today. There is no doubt that her husband had a, an evil influence over Elizabeth early on, but there was another evil influence. In 1601, a poor, strange woman by the name of Anna came to stay at the castle. It was rumored that she was a witch. Of course, they're all witches. Yeah, we're all witches. What was undeniable is that Elizabeth's personality dramatically changed at the time when Anna came. Like, they were like yeah. BFFs right away. She became more sadistic, where her husband taught her how to torture people. Anna taught her how to kill people. Elizabeth was responsible for the death of several of her servants around this time. The disappearance of girls raised no eyebrows because peasants were at her disposal at the time. Right, you know, they right. came, they, they went. Also, peasants were not allowed by law to accuse a noble family of anything illegal by punishment so of death. Yeah, so basically they could just like get away with whatever and then like do what they wanted. Yeah. If any questions were raised by other noble families, they would quickly be met by a huge power of the Bathory family. In other words, even the other noble families were afraid of the Bathories because of the amount of influence they had in the war, oh. in Hungary, and they, yeah. I mean, they could, not that they could kill another noble family, but what they did was they, they destroyed the reputation. That was the way mm -hmm. they fought amongst each other. Oh. And nobody wanted to get on the bad side of a bathroom, period. That was the way it was. Yeah. I mean, God, reputations are such a thing for so, so, so many years. I know. Because, and it goes to like, if somebody tells you something, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, your, it's up to the individual whether or not they're going to believe it, right? Mm -hmm. But how many people actually do the work to figure it out if it's like legit or not? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Reputations will go down in time. I mean, that's that it forms legend. It's what yeah. we know about her. We'll yeah. get into that. Elizabeth at this point is totally untouchable. She would torture and kill at her heart's delight. However, she could not stop the rumors, which slowly eroded her countess reputation and like social status. So th okay. they were there. There was like a little underlining. People were kind of aware, uh, aware that people were going missing and that she was, you know, she was a little mean. And the local peasants would speak amongst themselves. And like rumors, like, you know, it's like anything else. It's like throwing sands at the wind. Flies everywhere, you're never gonna get it all back in. Local pastors became concerned with Elizabeth because she frequently invited them to come to perform funeral rites for servant girls who had appeared to die of cholera. So that was her excuse why they were dying. Mm. That's what she was saying. It's not what was actually happening. Right. It's recorded that priest, right, after right. attending like way too many funerals, he said to her, he had the, he, he stood up for himself to say, and I quote, your grace should have not acted so. 
because it offends the Lord if we do not complain and criticize your grace. In order to find my words true, we need only to exhume the body to look for the marks that identify the way in which death occurred. Yeah, I was like, by this time they're in a coffin or, or whatever, right? So we just need you to come to the funeral, do the funeral, and then that's Boom. it. So they, mm -hmm. they weren't part of any of the other processes. No, I guess medieval autopsy, let me see the marks and the bruises and why she died. Let me see the evidence mm -hmm. of cholera. Now, Elizabeth was completely outraged, and she told the priest, how dare you accuse her of such a manner? And she threatened that she had powerful relatives, and she would not tolerate such talk. Then she left, and then she left her husband, the Black Knight, to smooth things over with said priest. And I don't think mm -hmm. he was ever heard from again. So oh. there's that. Well, sorry. Mm-hmm. Priest, so the, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I know. The murderous <laughs> couple had five children. She had five children. The youngest was born in 1585, and then two of the children died at, while they were infants. She did have a daughter um, that lived uh, till adulthood, and then, oh, she had two daughters that lived to adulthood, and then she had a, a son that lived to adulthood. But there's really okay. nothing other than their names, like there's really nothing even in Wikipedia about them. And I think that has a lot to do with the crimes that she will be accused of. I mean, who would, at this point, who would want to be associated to it? <laughs> mm -hmm. Around 1601, Elizabeth's husband became unwell. Oh, go. Okay, Kat, listen. He became unwell, yeah. okay? okay? We don't know. We don't know the specific nature of his condition, but it caused paralysis of his legs. I'm not saying it's aquatifana. All I'm saying is we don't know. Elizabeth had enough money to possibly place an order for makeup in Italy. Lizzie could have been Aqua's first client. That was 1630. This is 1601. Yeah. Well, remember, we also said Julia Tafana, her mother's name was Tafana. Right. And her mother was also potentially the one that showed her how to run this apothecary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's quite possible. It is possible. It is. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, okay. dun. <laughs> He died in 1604 after a 29 blissful years of their marriage. You know, it came to an end. I'm Maybe she just had a she just had enough of them. I think so. You know, I mean, at this point, you never you don't know. She's she's a wild card. Elizabeth was 44 when he died. I'm thinking it was really hard for her to enter back in the dating scene since she was kind of killing everybody. So she was alone. The loss of her husband was another noticeable change in Elizabeth's servants noticed that she had become more sadistic uh, with the way she treated everybody. Ugh. The stress yeah. of having to take the reins of this huge empire now, no doubt had a contributing factor that would be stressful, mm -hmm. you know, even for the biggest mm -hmm. psychopath. At this time, it appears that she went from part-time sadistic killer to a full-blown murderous psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She got promoted. Elizabeth hired a circle of nurses who took care of her children and I guess moved them to different castles so they would not be in the castle she was doing all the stuff in. Elizabeth had more time on her hands. She specifically started to focus on the torturing and killing of young women. With almost 400 girls serving and working for her, she basically had as many bodies as she wanted. For I can't imagine 40. For one person, but 400? 400. We focus on that one castle she was living in, but she, her family owned castles. Like it was an empire. So in each castle, yeah. there may have been like 
close to 100 people working there. Okay, so it's collaboratively. It wasn't just yeah. like those working, you know, serving her hand and foot. She didn't have 400. No. But it was collab collaboratively from the Bathory family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she had, obviously, no shortage of victims. Of course, killing staff is a hassle because you need to replace them. I mean, let's face it. With know. somebody else, right? Yeah. You're killing off your help. <laughs> so she began to lure young girls from local villages, uh, and after she was done torturing them, she would they would be hurtled over the castle walls to be ripped to pieces by wild animals. Early on, she was doing like a, a funeral, pulling a priest in. He got... Okay. A little maybe, nosy. Maybe helping her get a little peace, be a little bit at peace for what she did at least maybe. Yes. maybe. But now she yeah. wasn't even doing that. Now she was just like throwing them to... Getting rid of the carcasses. Yeah, like basically. Yeah. Ugh. Elizabeth built up a loyal team of psychopaths to help her during this murderous rampage. Anna was her main accomplice. She had a close The witch. The witch. She had a close-knit mean girl club of, made up about three to four women who not only collected victims for her, but also enjoyed inflicting pain themselves. It's alleged that they would try to outdo each other with different ways of torture, like come up with new inventive ways of torturing somebody. Ugh. For example, if you were a servant and you made a mistake in your daily job, such as missing a stitch in the countess's dress. The countess would take the long sewing needle and stab you with it. Yeah. Like, they would just, it was just brutal. Usually the girls would be stripped naked before they were tortured. Elizabeth reveled in inflicting psychological torture on her victims. She was also known to have bitten a chunk of flesh from the face of her victim. So she was oh like, my gosh. yeah, like, like brutal. As a servant, you would be lucky to get away with one lost finger, another finger missing. Uh, the bloodlust within the depraved heart of the Countess would be completely unchecked. Uh, mm -hmm. Most girls would be dragged off to the torture chamber where Elizabeth employed her torture squad to carry out much of the dirty work. Some servants endured their flesh cut, ripped off, their insides were torn out, and it is also reported that she started participating in cannibalism or would force the other servants to eat the flesh of the tortured oh victim. Yeah, I'm wondering if they cooked her raw. <laughs> I, oh, I don't, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that is like a enticing, like, I'm just, if, if I would say if it, I mean, I just find it more is torturous it, if it's is raw. It, if, is it grilled or blackened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if it's raw, like, and you're making them eat the flesh raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would find that more torturous than if it was cooked. You're mentally, you're identifying it with, like, me with snails. Yes. Like, I know what the hell that is. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly. <laughs> Although we know certain details of what took place in the torture chambers, however, over the centuries, the legend took on many different shapes and forms, and a lot of it is fiction. One of the more popular legends is that she drained the blood of virgins, then would bathe in it and drink it. Although none of the servants ever mentioned this at this time, this was a fact that came out later on. We don't even know oh. if it's true. We just, we, yeah. this could be somebody just telling a tall tale. Right, and, and, and believing rumors and then becomes legend and so on right. and so forth, right? It's stuck. It's stuck. 
In fact, the only blood that was mentioned during the investigation was when the servants would describe the torture chamber that there was blood all over the floor and that they were forced to clean it up. Like that was the only time they mentioned the blood. Now yes. by 1609, the rumors of what was taking place in the Bathory castles were in full swing. Like people were, okay. they were fully aware of something shady was going on over there, but there was nothing that the law can do to stop it. Like they could not do anything. Bathory's owned everybody. At this time, peasants weren't able to bring, like I said before, they couldn't bring charges against nobles. Some of the parents of the victims were, you know, accomplices because a lot of them sold their children to her because she was like the only source of money during this time for, for these families and these communities because they were broke. Uh, there was a lot of trade, human trade with um, the mm -hmm. servants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you had a t child that went to go work at the Bathory Castle and then died of cholera, okay, it is what it is. They had no right. idea. They had no idea. Right. Oh. I know. Elizabeth's appetite for blood was insatiable. The bodies were piling up at such a rate that a group of enablers were out of places to bury them. Many of the girls oh, were, yeah, they were placed in like shallow graves around the castle courtyards. A lot of them were just thrown out for wild animals and dogs to feast on. In 1609, Elizabeth's closest confidant, Anna, died of a, yeah. of a stroke. So she's gone. Yeah. Well, karma. Okay. I know. I know. Complaints of her behavior were reported to the royal court in 1610. King Matthias II could not ignore the situation anymore and assigned a Palatine of Hungary. A Palatine, I guess, is an investigator or something. This person was her cousin by marriage. Oh. So he was going to investigate his own cousin. He went there, one, he knew the subject, two, he knew the surroundings, and he want, he needed to ask some questions and get the king some answers. After a long, thorough investigation and talking to over 300 witnesses, what was discovered defied belief. It seems that the Countess has been killing young girls, numbering in the hundreds, allegedly starting as far back as 1585. She was arrested later that year with no physical evidence, the girls that were helping her were arrested. According mm -hmm. to the official record, testimonies given by the witnesses, she was alleged to have carried out the abduction of numerous girls in the, in the villages, mostly between the ages of 10 to 14, and torturing them to death. Aww. I know, I know. Please. Taking part in cannibalism and murdering her victims, uh, it is said that the true figure is around 650. That's a lot of people over a long period of time. And she yeah. was at this for years. It's like 25 years or something. Yeah. The accounts often mention girls being severely beaten, burnt, mutilation of their hands, the biting of their flesh off their faces, arms, and other body parts. There was a claim that one of the uh, methods of torture was the girl servants would be whipped, like really harshly whipped where they were bleeding and then they were smeared in honey mm -hmm. and then she would allow the ants and the mm -hmm. wasps to kill them like that's got to be a gosh. slow and painful and you're slowly getting eaten alive I don't but it does sound like one of those beauty regimens that you were talking about before <laughs> yeah yeah the whipping of the oak leaves and... yeah Russia mm -hmm. oh my god Oof. yeah 
Okay, so now the famous stories of the Countess drinking and bathing in the blood of her virgin victims to retain her youth are accusations that were recorded many years later, as I said before. So we don't know if it's reliable, but we know that, you know, it's part of the legend. The Countess at that point was put on house arrest and was meant to be put mm -hmm. on trial afterwards, but the trial never happened mm -hmm. because even though King Matthias wanted the Countess to be found guilty mm. and sentenced to death, Palatine of Hungary, which is her cousin, convinced the king that such an act would have an adverse effect on the standing of the noble families in the country. They, you can't kill one. Oh, sure. Yeah. I um, wonder why politics getting still gets involved to this day. Hmm. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so due to the political reasons, the trial was mm -hmm. abandoned and the countess was placed in solitary confinement in her castle. The maids who assisted her were not so lucky that the mean girl squad that she had, they were yes, obviously yes. convicted and executed for witchcraft. The countess mm -hmm. was kept in like a section and apartment in her castle. So like they gave her like three rooms, bricked up the entrance, gave her like these small slits in the wall for like sunlight and like a way to get food and uh, yeah, or ventilation. Yeah. Count Georgia, the Palatine of Hungary, kept a journal mm -hmm. of her suffering. Like he wanted to document okay. everything. And he okay. would say like, she suffered solitary confinement without light or without crucifix. She would remain there for three years until her sudden death, August 22nd, 1614, at the age of 54. Are you ready for my alternative theory? Yes. Okay. I can't wait. Some people think that she was set up by the king. The noble families, even her own family, remember, the Bathory's controlled everything. They controlled politics. They controlled the countryside. Because she controlled a large sum of the country's wealth, and most of the noble families were in major debt with her, including her her own country owed her such an enormous amount of funds that they could never get out from under it. Now that her husband, the Black Knight, is dead and it's just the Countess, they were like, yeah. okay, they couldn't really execute or imprison this woman without hurting their own noble status, but they could discredit mm -hmm. her in a manner that was effective of getting out of paying for their debts, in which they succeeded, because all debts were yeah. null and void by the king. Many relatives were also envious of her wealth, and they also noticed that, hey, Elizabeth's still a young woman, She's going to be around for a long time, and I don't think we're ever going to see that inheritance come over in our lifetime. A lot of people felt that she was basically, they did this to her in order to take her, her wealth away and get the country back to where it was. Is that crazy? Yeah. But, I mean, possibly. Uh, I mean. Anything's possible. It's plausible. Yeah. It is. Although there may be some plausible truth to these alternative theories, it's generally accepted that she was a power priest, sadist, and serial killer, and was allowed to indulge her every whim due to her status and power in the Hungarian society. The end! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <sighs> I'm like almost <laughs> speechless at this point. Um, that is insane. So, I mean, it, do you think she was a murderous, blood-sucking, vain woman? Or do you feel that, oh, just think, Hungary was a broken country. Their economy was gone. And there's yeah. one family that controls everything. You don't think that there could have been a hit job on how to get their wealth back? Uh, oh, sure. But I still think she killed them. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> she was definitely a psychopath. No. <laughs> yeah. Really. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think she was like 
completely set up, but they probably, I could see how they would take advantage of her situation. Yeah. Or take it, you know, the situation, take it to their advantage and try to see how they can use it to get yes. whatever back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that being, because we repeat history. We repeat, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that stays, you know, well, the only thing that changes is like technology, mm-hmm. but humans remain the same. We repeat the same things. We think that we grow, you know, over years and years and years and years, but we still have issues with people in power making calls of because of their own political and personal needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying in the, I'm just saying across the globe. I mean, yeah. we have, um, lost my train of thought we have um monarchies yes. right and people who are you know freaking russia invading ukraine and trying I to know. get their land back and i mean it's everywhere we have it everywhere it's power status is power and power is ruling and that makes people hungry i know power Not grabs to be a pun of hungarians <laughs> no. hungry and hungry yeah i just know they they're <laughs> They're literally, they, people, can't yeah. just get along? I mean, can't I, you just mind your own, do your own thing? And It's not the know. human way. It's not the human way. We pillage. But, I mean, and Elizabeth as well, I mean, she was taught this as a young child and mm-hmm. was groomed, essentially, between her family and being yeah. above anybody else, her her husband, and then the Anna, the witch. And, like, I mean, she, not to say, not to put fault on others than herself, Mm-hmm. But basically, I mean, because there is that own ownership and responsibility for your actions, but she was also put into a situation where that's maybe all she knew. Doesn't mean it was the right thing. Right. Doesn't mean she couldn't have changed right. it. Right. And changed and not tortured and killed her servants. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just insane. It, it, medieval times were horrible. Uh, yeah, they had no AC. Right there, I would not survive. I'd be like, I jump out the window. I have, there, there's no AC here. Let me. T- this is How 2022. There is no AC in most of Europe because 10 percent of the time, or I would say 90 percent of the time, is beautiful weather or cold. There's heaters, right? Right. Maybe 10 percent of the time, you wish you had air conditioning. Like last, well, just a few days ago, it was 95 degrees outside, and there's what no AC. What did you do? Oh my I god! A, I bought a fan. <laughs> there was a few nights that was very miserable to sleep <laughs> but there was a storm that came through it cooled everything off it's absolutely gorgeous out now but anyway okay. most places don't have that like yeah yeah over here i just think it's like super super funny ironic that you're talking about the place that like the era or not the era but like the region that i'm currently in right now i know i know you should ask some locals about elizabeth bathory i'll see what i can dig up see if see see they're I want to hear from their perspective, like what they know of her. And if it's just something that we make up in our heads, because, you know, like she's so legendary for us. Like, is is her status the same over there? I would love to know. Is it true? Is it true? Chatters would like to know. Yeah, we'll say chatters. We want to know what you think, too. (laughs) Right? You let us know what you think about the power craze sadist known as the blood bathory countess and um yeah let us know what you guys think and because we don't want to leave you hanging chatters for more information on this case please check out after that crime chat don't forget to follow us on all of our socials crime chat with that facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok to see what is coming up next and our next episode is also as i mentioned earlier it is another chatter request Mm -hmm. from stephanie stephanie listen stay tuned 
Next week, we are going to talk about Yo Story. Yes, I can't wait. I can't wait. And remember, Crime Chat with Nat and Kat. Subscribe to our Patreon. You'll get bonus episodes and free stuff mm. behind the scenes, bloopers. You're also going to check out the merch in the works. I mean, all just all around, you don't want to mm-hmm. miss out on what we have coming up and what we have for you, our chatters out there. We will see you on the next Crime Chat. Bye, Bye. Chat. Bye.